Hello, thanks for joining Thank you, John. We have a very special guest today. Did I say that correctly? Yes. All right. He is. He has a very interesting and awesome project called the uh, Lego Project. John, how are you doing today? I'm not doing too bad. Well, great. Well, tell us a little bit about the project because I've followed you on Twitter for a while and it's just fascinating to me. Well, the Lego Church project is me literally taking about two months to build a massive cathedral out of Lego bricks using anywhere from 20 to 25,000 pieces, uh, building a project that is about that take up most of a kitchen table. And then I actually try and take this on the road to various locations uh, in the Saginaw uh, Bay and Genesee counties uh, when it or wherever I'm able to, uh, with the final display being at my home parish, Christ the Good Shepherd here in Saginaw, Michigan, for the uh, Advent and Christmas seasons. Oh, wow. So it's kind of like a great gift that you're doing for your community as well. Yes. That's awesome. So how, how do you get the inspiration to build these cathedrals? Well, you know, it's kind of funny. It's like because of the Internet and because of the places I've been to, I see a lot of churches. I see a lot of places uh, a lot of people post some rather interesting pictures, so I try to draw that inspiration. I'm trying to make things as accurate as I'm able to uh, within 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 the, using the Lego medium. Uh, Lego is a very interesting building medium because there's a lot that you can do with it. So so trying to take that and trying to turn it into something that's a Lego uh, idea. Uh, so, so I draw a lot of the inspiration from the places I've been to, the pictures that I've seen. Uh, it really kind of gives me an idea for what's actually going on and what parishes are doing. So what, how long have you been doing this project? The project itself has been going on for about 20 years. Okay. So what, what, how'd you get, how'd you get started? What inspired you to start that project up? Well, when I was younger, I'd always been building churches, not anything nearly as elaborate as I do now. But growing up, uh, my friends were building spaceships. Me, I was never good at that. So I started messing with buildings and eventually kind of developed into churches. What started the Lego Church Project was my first public display uh, at the Mount Zion Catholic Pastoral Center in uh, Flushing, Michigan. That was the first time I'd actually ever taken one of my buildings and taking it to a location that wasn't my own house. So from there, the project kind of opened up from there, and it's kind of born from that first display. Okay. So how do you, how do you transport these big projects? I, it's almost, I don't know, I think you'd be terrified it would break on the way there. But how do you get that, how do you make that happen? Well, the project itself sits on a plywood base, uh, which is a little bit bigger not by much than the actual project itself. Uh, the, the project usually measures between 47 inches long by about 25 inches wide. The base, the, the workstation I have is about 40, 48 inches by 26. So it's fairly sturdy on the workstation. So you can lift it up by the, uh, by the plywood board and you can either carry it with two people or you can actually put it on a coffee cart or some other cart and move it that way. And that's what we've been doing the last couple of years with it. Okay. And then it'll fit in most mid-sized SUVs. Okay. Yeah, I just had this vision of me putting, at least for me, 
you know, putting in my minivan, all of a sudden it just collapses. <laughs> oh, I actually, true story. I was season eight, which was a very big project itself. Uh, was on my way to Troy, Michigan, which is down by Detroit. Was uh, coming off an off ramp, which had a very steep curve to it. As I'm driving, I'm hearing the project sliding off the board. Oh no! Managed to get to a parking lot shortly after I got off, and I found the project was about ninety five percent off. Of <laughs> uh, quick pushing it back into place. Uh, nowadays, I actually have it screwed to the uh, workstation. Oh, okay. Okay. I've had I had a couple incidences when I was going out to one of the smaller communities. Uh, where it was in the back of a uh, truck, and uh, unfortunately, it partially slid off a little bit. So, trying to minimize that as much as I can. So, what's the favorite? What's the most? You say you said you've been doing this for twenty seasons. What's your the most favorite project that you've had? Uh, that's kind of hard to pick because they're all good in their own ways. Uh, probably for me, the standouts for me are probably season four because that was the one that really kind of set things off in terms of the displays. That was my first Christmas display that I did at Christ the Good Shepherd. Uh, that would have been 2003. Uh, the other one that I really, really love is the Season 18 project. Uh, first time in a while I had done a double bell tower. Uh, it was just a very big construct. Uh, and that was also the same year that they that they beatified Father Solanus Casey, uh, which, of which I had a portrait of his inside the project. I also like how season 20 turned out. Uh, from from a pure building perspective, it was a lot more complex internally than I had done in a long time. Uh, and it really turned out beautifully with, with what my vision was. Uh, very rare that a project turns out the way that you envision it. And this one came pretty darn close. Okay. That's great. Now, I, you talk about the art on the inside. You know, as, as I'm looking at pictures online, it's kind of the, you see the art on the outside. How do you get that art on the inside? What's that, what's that aspect like? It can be very challenging. Uh, the interior design actually has to be built about 90% before you get the rest of the walls up. The, the project is actually built in a couple different stages. You have the main side walls that get built up first a little bit just mainly for placement of windows and stuff. And sometimes you have to take things apart to get things to put other stuff in. But really the floors and the doors have to be kind of measured out and set roughly before you do anything else. Uh, one of the first things that gets built is the altar. The main, the main altar, the main flooring of the altar has to be built up because that will set the tone for the rest of the building. Okay. And then, right. and then from there, once... Once you just get before roof phase, you can then put in the rest of the details. I like to get the minifigures in by at least the halfway point, uh, just because it's hard to reach down. Because you're you're setting it, building it on a uh, portable table, and you have a lot that you have to deal with, but your arms can only go so far. And, and there's over 200 minifigures sitting inside that. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so you have to set each one of those by hand. So it's easier to do it before the walls get built up. And plus you can also adjust the uh, windows a little bit to, to capture certain things that you want people to see. 
So what are the, what's been the response over the years from your project? What have what have people said? What have how have they responded? Well, I think uh, I've had a lot of interesting feedback over the years. Uh, a lot of people really love what I do. Uh, when I take it on the road, I get a lot of amazing reactions from people. Uh, the Christmas display is always very important to me because that is the last display of my season, uh, the last chance to see that particular uh, build. And you get a lot of people that are just totally blown away by what I'm doing. Uh, and it's something that always kind of humbles me because I, I'm – it just is very it's very humbling to know that your work is appreciated especially since i'm putting in at least countless hours uh season 20 alone took me two months to build uh versus season 19 which took me only four weeks wow how many hours a day did you spend i worked on it for anywhere from two hours on a low end to five to eight on the high end some sections alone took eight to ten hours to build completely uh, like like when I was doing the flooring section, you see the photographs on there, me working on that. But what people don't realize that there's a lot of hours that go into to not only planning out where the floors are going to go, uh, how you're going to do it, especially the tile sections. The tile sections are very slow going. You don't want to go fast when you're doing that. You make a mistake and then you got to spend hours uh, removing it from scratch. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Bless you for doing that. <laughs> I love doing it, and I love people's reactions. I love, uh, I love people doing it. I love people's uh, reactions. Whenever I get a chance to show off my work, it is such an amazing time uh, because people see a lot of themselves in what I do. They they see themselves inside the church, which is definitely one of the things that I do with it. Uh, and it motivates me too to try and make things as realistic as I can. Yeah, have you had these conversations with people led to discussions about you know faith conversion or anything like that? Sometimes, okay. uh, sometimes I've, I've been able to talk to people, particularly when it comes to the area of disability awareness. Uh, people realize when people realize that I have a disability, I'm doing this. It really kind of takes them by surprise, uh, and and kind of adds much more to the message of what I'm doing with the project. Okay. Now, as, as far as disability awareness, what, what are some things that you're trying to make uh, people aware of specifically? For me, the areas that I, I'm focused in is making sure that people understand that just because you have a disability does not mean the end of the world. I actually live a fairly productive life despite the fact that I don't work. Uh, God has given me this amazing talent, and I believe it to be shared with others. One of the areas that's very important to me is the issue of transportation within the church uh, because of the fact that I don't drive. And I'm blessed to be able to have transportation to get to where I need to go most times. But there are a lot of people out there who may not be as fortunate or may not have the right kind of connections uh, needed, especially when it comes to going to Mass. So what are some things that we as a church can do differently to assist those that may have a disability? Well, in terms of transportation, I think it's just being more open-minded, making it more aware that people may need a ride, and that just because uh, we have a, a disability and can't drive, uh, watching mass on television just isn't going to cut it. <laughs> but no also, I'm sorry. I said right. There's really no substitute. I mean, it's better than no, nothing. No, there's not. And but also too, too, I think that's just the general mindset. I think if we start at the ground level and open up our hearts a little bit more 
and to realize to take people where they're at. Uh, some people are good in certain things. Some people are not. That's just the nature of life. And, and I think that, that there's a wealth of benefit uh, that can be, uh, I think there's definitely a wealth of information that someone who has a challenge can offer uh, way more so than what people realize. Uh, uh, I'm certainly definitely an intelligent person in a lot of the things that I do uh, and definitely have a lot of things that I can offer, offer the church, uh, not just with the project, but also with like with my gift of singing. I've been singing choir for a good number of years. And I enjoy doing it. And there's always a place for someone. And I think that's one things that we have to work on is realizing that that even with minor accommodations, uh, there's a place for everyone. Amen. One of the things I always like to say is that everyone has been blessed with some kind of gift that can benefit the church, no matter how small, large, whatever. There's always yes. a place. Always a place. Now, in regards to your, your project, is there... I was looking on your website earlier, and you have great blog posts, by the way. If you want to follow a great blog, praying with I can't talk today. Prayingwithbricks.blogspot.com. That's the correct website, right? Yeah, praying at the bricks. And actually, the reason why it's called that is because there's a lot of time when I'm at working on the project, I'm praying. I'm literally praying at the Lego bricks. Uh, and the blog was kind of created uh, for twofold. Number one, it allows me to share additional things regarding the project that Facebook doesn't really have a good avenue for, uh, such as the frequently asked questions, donation posts, kind of being able to go a little bit more in detail as to why uh, certain things are, why do I need help, stuff like that. But also, too, uh, I started doing a lot of writing on my personal Facebook page, and I kept getting a lot of comments from people, a lot of stuff. Hey, John, you're a good writer. You should You should write a book. You should do this. So I started the blog as a collection of those writings, uh, a lot of those reflections, just to make sure I have it on record somewhere other than Facebook. Sure. Because uh, yeah. people do enjoy the posts I, uh, that I put up. Uh, I just did one the other day called The Old Church, uh, which was kind of an experiment, uh, writing experiment that turned out beautifully. I, I often comment, uh, talk about disability sometimes, uh, spiritual issues as well. Uh, and I mean, I'd like to think that I have some understanding of things, but I really do enjoy the writing aspect of it. And I hope to be able to do more of that in the future. It definitely yeah. worth it. You are a talented writer in addition to building these projects. So thank you for sharing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. And now in regard to your project, is there some place that you would love to display everything that maybe hasn't you haven't had a chance to yet or haven't had the opportunity? Oh, yeah. Well, my list of places that I'd love to go are long. Uh, uh, Holy Family in uh, Grand Blank, uh, Father Joe Krupp's uh, area. I'd love to go there. Uh, the Father Salinas uh, Casey Center uh, in Detroit is one of the spots I would love to go if there's a way to do it. Uh, and the reason being is that for season 20, I included him in the project again. Uh, with, with these anniversary seasons, I tend to throw things from previous years into the current design uh, and kind of incorporate some of the history. And since uh, Father Solanus was a very big role in the season 18 project, it was only fitting to include him uh, in it again, using the same portrait that I used uh, for season 18. And also too, for the first time, including the relic cross 
that I built after the beatification mass. Okay. I actually built a replica of the my own replica of the relic cross, which was beautiful. Uh, turned out turned out amazing, uh, but uh, I didn't have it. Uh, I had it at the tail end of season of season eighteen, but never had it for a full season. So this is kind of kind of an interesting little thing, and I have it off in the one little side there, and people have been really getting a kick out of that as well. Now, where can people learn? Sorry, my kids just woke up, so I hear four kids running around now. <laughs> oh, I understand that. So how can people learn more about your project? Where are some places they could visit? The probably the best place is on Facebook under Lego Church Project. That, okay. is the, that is the hub, the nexus for everything that is related to what I do. Uh, I have photos of all 20 seasons, so people can have a chance to see how things have developed over the years. Okay, so that's facebook.com backslash the Lego Church Project. Yep, all one word. The UL. Okay, the URL. So on your, on your website, you talk about donations. Do you get the Legos donated to you? How does that happen? I've had Legos donated to me. Uh, I also have uh, on the various blog posts linked to the PayPal account, uh, which I'll usually use those to buy Legos from BrickLink. Uh, usually either new parts that can be used or replacement uh, because of the stresses of the project uh, that, that, that because of all the transportation uh, Legos do wear out over time. They're, they're a very versatile construction tool, but I have a collection that spans over 40 years. So at some point pieces will break uh, case in point uh, during the uh, teardown for uh, season 19, I had a couple of uh, base plates snap on me, disintegrate. Thanks. Lego has a very high tolerance, but if the plates are older, the plastic tends to get a little bit more brittle. And that's just normal. That's just normal wear and tear, uh, especially when you have it in a very thick construct, uh, such as a balcony piece. Right. right. So, so over time, you just replace those other ones, and hopefully you don't have a full project on top of those. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh, believe it or not, catastrophes with the project have been very rare. Uh, I mean, I've had a few points where I've come back from repairing it, or had to repair it from a transport. That's normal stuff. That's just that just happens. Uh, that, that's no big deal. 10, 15 minutes, and I'm back up, uh, back to where things uh, should be. Uh, so, how, so, how can people support the Lego Church project? There are many ways. Uh, share the Facebook page, uh, among other things. Uh, that lets people know that I uh, exist, so to speak. And I'm sorry, I've got uh, my neighbor decided to mow the lawn. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know how much of it's coming through on the microphone. No, can't hear anything. <laughs> okay, good, good. So anyway, uh, share the Facebook page. Uh, check out the blog posts. Uh, check out the information. Uh, let people know. That's, I think that's I think I've all the big thing in that and prayer. Pray for the direction of what I'm about the project. Uh, pray that I can establish contacts uh, with people to help with the uh, displays because I don't drive, uh, which kind of adds to the challenge of trying to find locations. I have been very blessed over the years, where I do have fans who support me and are willing to help me out, uh, and I don't take that for granted. I'm very thankful for everyone who supports me and what I do. It means the world to me. 
to know that I've been able to do this. And I really believe that it's because of the fan support that I've been able to do this for so long. Amen. And what are, you, what are your plans for the next season? Well, the goal right now is to secure some uh, locations leading up to the Christmas display. Uh, after that display, I'll be doing the teardown, and I don't have a date yet set for when I'm actually going to start work on season 21. <laughs> All right. I'm leaning towards March on this one. Uh, last couple of years, I usually start the build process between February and March uh, for the for the typical season. I uh, usually allowing myself two to three months build time because uh, it depends on how many brickling quarters I have in, uh, how much, uh, what's the design calling for, how complex is the actual building. What what took a long time on season twenty was the fact that I've got two different strands of lights. I've got a oh, strand wow. on the lower half, which is the first time I've ever done that. And then I've got a strand on the upper portion, which is for the main building itself. That illuminates everything. So that's so, it. adds a little more complexity to it, getting the electricity in there, the lights. Uh... Yeah, well, I'm using a standard strand of Christmas tree lights. Okay. Which I've been always been using. That's all, that's been the main source of light for the project uh, for a long time. But the challenge is trying to take a fifty count strand and stretch it out over a space. And, and in this case, with the lower lights, I'm using a fifty count strand, but I'm stretching it in the shape of a U. Literally, because I have it on the sides and then running up to the back section. The uppers are a little bit better because I'm running that over the entire course of the upper grid, the roof grid. And, I, and that has to get built in before I start putting in roof tiles and stuff, So, which can take a bit of a challenge. It, it's At times, the build can be very fast, uh, but other times it can be very slow, and you have to be slow. You, you don't want to make a mistake uh, because something could, you, one wrong step of your hand, and you could end up destroying an entire section, which I've done before. Well, John, it's been a, it's been a pleasure having you here on the Bible Catholic Show and channel. On I YouTube. really appreciate this. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Any parting words for our listeners out there? Any words of wisdom? My belief is is that no matter what goes on in our life, uh, God is there with us always. It may not always seem like it, but through the storms, we stand strong. Uh, in our walk with Christ. And by the grace of God, I'm still standing. Amen. Amen. Well, John, it's truly been a pleasure. Check out the Lego Church Project, um, facebook.com, backslash Lego Church Project, uh, blog, praying at the bricks.blogspot.com. Follow him, check it out, share the page. You'll, you will not regret it. John's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you so much.